What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Master of Sport. I'm here with soon-to-be three-time world champion, former American record holder, and arguably one of the best thrash. I don't thrash. Thrasher metal people around. Thrash metal is good, but it, it, I'm not a thrash. <laughs> Are you like straight edge? Like, yo, I don't do. No, I have straight edge friends. They're pretty cool. I'm straight edge. No, I don't. Uh, we just fight each other in the mosh pit and get blood uh, on balls. I'm too old to go in the pit anymore. Every time it opens up, I want to go so bad, but I'm like, my shoulders, just if I start moving that fast, I have to warm up first. I'm like, not happening. Don't you think like you could really ruin some people in there? You got to be careful, though. Some people roll with packs. So, oh, they'll be like yeah, six so, or seven kids. Uh, yeah, you can't just go in like all. And two, if you're larger, sometimes you get targeted, too. Yeah. Like. I could see that. The best thing I ever did in a pit was I did a handstand walkthrough one. I just kicked up and started going. And, ever like, they didn't know I could, like, do it. So people came and, like, held my legs, like, thinking, like, oh, this is cool. It was fun, though. <laughs> but that was one of the silly things I did. Pits are fun, especially, like, DIY-type shows. Not, like, big festival pits where they're doing, like... The wall and they're all, like the wall and they're all running into one another like that's cool too but like it, it's more like just epic cool like you have yeah, all the yeah. money in the world to see this happen versus like yo here's like 20, 20 kids people. and like they're just going down having fun trying to make one another laugh in some way my brother wrote his band was called rory breaker and they he wrote <laughs> a song uh called drumstick in your eye because they were they had a um a mosh pit yeah and uh, one of the drummers threw a drumstick and hit a girl in the eye in the mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, get in the pit and try to love someone, right? Yeah, kitty. So, all right, yeah. we're talking about flexibility, tightness, and rigidity in muscles, Ooh, not in okay. mosh pits. In okay. muscles, okay. Flexibility, tightness, and rigidity. Yeah, in your muscles. Um, dude, there's some people I trained with in college that could not even they were so tight like we had a kid aaron aaron ross oh way to throw him under the bus sorry aaron i'm sure he's a great person he was so they are tight if he went to raise his arm like he literally could not put his arm anywhere close to getting behind his head and he was just like naturally that tight if you met his dad you could just see his dad walking and it It was wound up yeah it's Mm -hmm. super super wound and i've always wondered like why aren't we doing studies on people like that? What's going on in their muscle fiber relative to someone? And actually, uh, a physio had actually talked to me. I might have shared this about Joe Kovacs, who is the strongest natural athlete on the planet and the second best shot putter of all time, native to Bethlehem. And he said, Joe's muscle fiber is not normal. It's not, it's not normal. Like someone should do a biopsy and like break it down and, and analyze it. And I almost think that that's like, that's gonna start to happen in the next like ten years. We're gonna start to see these like. Will we get new get... muscle fiber types like popping out type of thing? Or I think it's just like the way the way it's like you know. I I dude I actually this might be weird, but like I look at Let's it do like weird Dane. Let's okay, do weird. Okay, so Let's the, get weird. It, it's it's looking at um, muscle is gonna be starting to be looked at like uh like iron. So when iron is soft or iron is hard, um it's it's based off of essentially how it's formed, like how it's treated, um, and how it's heated, and then what kind of cast they use when they when they put it together. That's what she said. God, you're so annoying. <laughs> 
so that imp- that impacts the quality of the iron and it's going to be when you feel it it's very rigid obviously it's iron right that's what dane said <laughs> jason's so mad he's like you're so childish and annoying um so let me hang on let me finish this all right so what i think is going to happen is people are going to like that's what we're going to start to see like porous muscle versus lack of porousness whatever you want to call it that's super tightly wound and then all of the ranges in between that make different athletes better you know for specific sports i like this i have like these visuals of like some uh like toys toys like just wound up in different ways yeah 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 and like i could put a different toy part there and be like oh you got a spongy muscle yeah exactly oh you got the wound up tight muscle i think it's even "Mm." like when you when you like when we sewed in what was it called? Home economics back yeah. in the day. Yeah, family consumer science or something like that. Yeah, whatever it's politically Sewing. correct horseshit name that they gave it for that generation. You would learn how to sew, and you could you could learn different tempos of the machine, like versus and I and I feel that that's like a similar way that muscle fiber is formed that we have not a lot of information about. All right, so sorry I went weird. No, that's cool. It's a weird topic. Like we're talking about what is it like rigidity, to a point, yeah, ability, yeah, and tightness. Yeah, and I also like th- they're adjectives. Like, yeah, I I also think some of these terms because you'll even you'll even get um, rigidity, ri- rigid being rigid when you ground or being. Man, I'm struggling to think of like when I jump. If you jump and you ground, mm-hmm. like being rigid, it. it it almost like to me, I know what it means and it's a good cue and I know how to explain it. I know how to show it. But then when you tell somebody it's at the same time, it's like being rigid is like a tin man. Right. Yeah. 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 And you don't really want to be like a tin man. So it's like, well, maybe what's a little better vert or, or better adjective for that action, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's where discussing this. It's like, how do you achieve rigidity or flexibility? you know, to, to improve your performance. Uh And I guess the other thing with that too, is like all three of them as like terms have both positive and negative connotations. And you were hitting on that with rigidity, right? Right. And is the aim for, to not have that negative or is the aim to adhere to the positive of what you think of those descriptors? I think the names are usually going to adhere to the positive aspects of of those descriptive okay. terms. I think again, this all comes back to, you know, when we're training flexibility, which would be like a passive range of motion. And I think I use this example where it's like, you put your thumb up here. This is as flexible as my thumb is, uh, here or, or yeah, this would be like as flexible or as mobile, as mobile as my thumb is, is right here where I'm hitchhiking on the side of the road. This is my flexibility or my mobility. My flexibility would be bringing this back. And now I'm lengthening that and you can feel it hurts so bad. That's where my flexibility would go. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I I think where we have to keep in mind and what we try to do here at garage strength is look at this individual is extraordinarily mobile. I've had discussions with DJ and Taman and legend and Jake where it's like, Hey, this person's like, Gumby, we need to do two things, shorten their range of motion and training and get them 
as hypertrophic, like as large as possible, so they don't plop in the bottom of, of a squat, so they don't, you know, collapse when they're doing a bench press, like doing super, super supportive things. But then you might have someone who is extraordinarily tight, you know, extraordinarily rigid in the Tin Man sense. Wound. Yeah. And they're going to be more prone to catastrophic injuries. They're going to be more prone to just wild things potentially happening to them unless we mobilize them and free up their, their joint structure. So what I'm hearing there is based off this sort of flexibility, tightness, toughness, rigidity type of stuff is how training then like it's a lens to use with training and what goes into this athlete's development. Yes. 100% with their muscles. Yeah. All right. And it's, and it's understanding too off of that. Is it a genetic thing? Is it just the, the muscle hasn't been used well? Um, or have, or also like maybe there's just something that has happened with other sports that they played. So you can see the rigidity, tightness, and like flexibility in the history at, of the athlete. Yeah, at the history, and you can also see it develop out as yeah. well. Yeah, it's a storybook, really. Okay, it's literally a I history like stories. Book. <laughs> it's a history book of how the athlete has developed. And once upon a time, yeah, they've right. yeah they they've, they've oh, been. Sorry. You're so annoying. That's the second time I said this. It it tells you, okay, if someone's super mobile in very specific positions, they're probably going to be, you know, somebody like a wrestler, uh, somebody who's like really, really mobile and almost lax in their shoulders. They're probably going to be a swimmer, you know. If we if we look back into their story of their athletic career and and who they are in the beginning, yeah, in the beginning they've swam a lot, you know, or they wrestled a lot. I got you. All right. Let's uh, focus in first on flexibility because I think that would be the one most people are like. They understand. Yeah, can wrap yeah. their head around it. What's the good of flexibility? And then give us what's the bad of flexibility. The good of flexibility is that you have a longer muscle. And if you have a longer muscle, then the, then your muscle has more more ability, capability to grow. It can handle longer positions at high speeds. It can handle longer positions in contact. So it's it's going to be likely less prone to injury. So think about if, if um, let's pretend I'm blocking someone in, in football here and I see a backer coming out here and I go to move my arm. If, if my pec is mobile and this backer sort of just clips my arm and my arm gets super lengthened, my pec gets really lengthened, if I have flexibility, I can handle that trauma. And even if it gets stretched like crazy, I can handle that trauma. And I'll be able to hold that position without blowing my pec out. So that's where flexibility has a really prominent positive I feel aspect. like I'm being attacked here right now. Oh, because you blow you blow your pec. Yeah. I actually did not mean to do that. You did. You, you <laughs> did. Let me think about... You did. You're gaslighting me now, Dane. <laughs> Let's think about someone like Donovan McNabb. He used to do a lot of mobility work, a lot of flexibility work, because if somebody would roll up on his ankles, if somebody would roll up on his knee, he wouldn't be able to ha handle those positions, uh, and especially with his hips. And so he would be mobile enough to rotate while someone's hanging on his left knee and still make a decent pass, right? That's why he went to... A Super Bowl and four NFC championships. Yeah. So and is the winningest. That's why Andy Reid is a better coach than Bill Belichick. Too. Oh my God! Because not just here. one team, but two teams. Get out of here! You're so stupid. Anyway, what? sorry. <laughs> so wow. that's another example where lengthening positions is going to help with you know flexibility is going to help with that. You're performance. so rigid in your views. 
Uh, to a point, yeah. You're not you're not wrong to a point. I was making a pun there. I, you all, I know. Sorry, I explained it to you. I mansplained it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're upset with me or if you actually think I'm funny. All right, let's go no, to right. I mean, I... let's go to uh, tightness, tightness, tightness. Like good and bad. I think the good part about tightness is that you. Let's use Nick Singleton as an example. Okay. Right. So he is tightly wound in his shoulders, his hips, his ankles to a point. His ankles are are actually not bad. He's flat-footed. So his ankles are relatively mobile for someone who has flat feet, but they're still tight relative to someone who doesn't have flat feet. His hips are pretty tight. Um, you know, and he used to come in and do uh yoga with my wife and, and they would they would do these different positions and he'd just be like moaning and screaming like, "Oh my god, my hip," you know. And the the issue here is that where it pays off is that if you're tight, if you have enough flexibility or m- mobility in this case, when you receive a clean, you can get a really nice stretch shortening cycle. So you get a nice bounce, like a stretch, like a, a bounce like on the sleeves. Bottom. Yeah, yeah. You get this like super elastic response. So like the rubber band stretches, and it's like I want to get back to where I was. Boom, I'm coming back, and I get get out of those positions very rapidly, and that's what helps him so well when he's running at at top end speed. That's what helps him cut so well is that there's a lot of stretch shortening cycles that are that's happening. Sorry, I'm hitting my mic, but it also goes into then better co contractions to make his joints more stable. Now that also can lead to certain areas being problems if. He has like a, you know, in playing football, you might get a contusion in one area. And now you don't want to work through that area with flexibility uh, and you might start to protect it. And then that makes your body really shift uh, to, to be favorable to one side over the other. And that can lead to longer term, longer, like more problems long term. All right. Thanks. You even touched on my next thing, like injury prevention there a little with that, too. And the one thing I was curious about was depth in movements, okay. like range of motion. Yeah. Like how that factors in. So it's funny because I think someone like Nick, you you want to train hyper range of motion more so because he's so tight. Okay. You know, and, and he can handle it. He can deal with it. Some people, what's ironic, some people who are super mobile, super flexible, the Gumbies, I would still train full range of motion, but I would force them to pause in positions and I would look for that space especially for hypertrophic gains, we want to get more muscular mass on them. So they become a little bit more rigid, a little bit more stable. And we know that more like greater range of motion can elicit a better response from hypertrophic mass. So that would be an irony within the training. Okay. Um, now with Nick, his body's response could almost be post-workout to be a little bit tighter. So that's where it's got to be like, Hey, you got to do some yoga on the side. You got to make sure you're stretching and, and doing all those other things so that you continue to stay as mobile as you possibly can. And I think that um, the one area with uh, that is of interest is when you're dealing with, let's just say, um, someone who is hypermobile. If they're doing snatches, they might blow out their elbow. If they they might blow Ouch. out their shoulder. You know, they might be doing dumbbell bench and they're so gangly that their elbows are traveling all over the place. And then their hand starts to rotate vertically and they might miss the dumbbell back and blow out, you tear their labrum because they're so mobile. They are, they're so flexible. They don't have the stability that 
is required for mobility. And I think that's another thing is like flexibility would be moving through all those crazy ranges. The mobility provides stability in that position. Yeah. So that's like another area we've got. You can to, read all about that in the Sports Performance Bible. Yeah. You can also fact. take the course on the Sports Performance Bible. And that's going to help you improve your knowledge around all yeah, this. Yeah, you can get the Sports Performance Bible at garagetrank.com, right? Yeah. yeah. As long as we're as long as you want to learn and improve that knowledge and become a master of sport. Yeah. Brain gains for the Sports yeah. Performance Bible. <laughs> all right. Nice. All right, so that leaves us with rigidity. Okay. All right, good, bad, and I don't know if if I'm right here, but I was thinking does elasticity and isometrics play in with the idea of rigidity too? I think so. It, you know, using the Nick example, right? We would do a lot of pause front squats or pause back squats where that would be forcing him into a deeper position. He would hold that deep position isometrically and then you'd give him a cue to drive out of the hole as fast as possible. So that's where isometrics and that elasticity can come into play. And it's trying to teach his body that it's okay to be longer, it's okay to be more lengthened and and more mobile in all reality because that's what's going to that's what you know he might again in a sport like football he might have something happen when he gets tackled where the where certain things occur uh and and his body might be in like a precarious position. So it's got to be like one of those things where uh rigidity is trained with elasticity and, and isometrics, but um, you also have to be aware, like you have to know why, and you also have to know where you're going with that specific individual so that uh, they continue to make as, as much progress as they can out on their, you know, respective sports performance area. Sweet. You want to go to the audience questions? Yeah. All right, let's rock and roll. Reddit. Incredibles. There's a three for that last E just so you know. Incredibles. Is there a program to improve power clean? Yeah, we actually have a. Uh, I actually think it might be called like clean improvement or something like that. Squatstrength.com. Yeah, nice. and squat improvement is another one that helps your squat, but will help your power clean. I would recommend if you're an athlete, I would pick up how to get faster speed program uh, because we do quite a bit of power cleans in there, and that's gonna you know that the whole point of trying to improve your power clean. There's two things you can do: a lot of power cleaning. And a lot of strength work that will improve your power clean. That seems pretty spot on obvious. <laughs> I love how you take these like big complicated things and make them sound so simple. Like someone with what's your education level? Sixth grade <laughs> could do. <laughs> oh shit, that was a good one. <laughs> was it? Oh man, he. I got complimented. I guess we're done now. Like, subscribe. I'm, I'm kidding. We still got more to go. We got one more audience question more. here. All right, let's go. Bring that notification button. Um, this bell. Is for, bell. Bell. Oh, it's a bell. If they're it's watching a, on YouTube. Oh, sorry. My my bad. My bad. Well, YouTube community. Max R. Hello, guys. I'm a weightlifter out of Ohio, and I lift for Dan Bell with Rubber City Weightlifting. Okay. Any tips on recovering from an ankle sprain? I recently sprained my ankle rock climbing and I'm trying to make the best decisions regarding how, when to add the main lifts, snatch and clean and jerk back in, as well as squats. Should I do single leg work with my good ankle and keep hammering the upper body when I can? Any advice would help a bunch. You guys rock. Keep crushing it, y'all. You rock too, Max R. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good question because ankle injuries can just really exacerbate a lot of other problems. Um, 
actually, yes, they can. We'll, we'll use Jake as an example. Jake hurt his ankle and then six months later blew out his shoulder because he's favoring that one side so heavily that then he starts to rotate. It starts to bug his knee. His knee starts to bug on that other side. Then that, then the shoulder gets buggy and that just leads to this cascade of problems. So that, and I'm not saying that to scare you, but what I'm saying is that you've got to take care of that to recover. I would do a lot of band work around that, the ankle that's, that's banged up. I would do pauses. This is where pauses in the hole, pause front squat, pause back squats, make sure even that you're doing maybe on a slant board to, to alleviate that, um, to make it easier to get to full range of motion and then doing things, a lot of barefoot PVC pipe walk every single day, toe walk, heel walk, a windshield wiper with those toes, doing those things consistently to improve your, your tracking ability. And then even doing like, you know, get a kettlebell and dig out your Achilles on the, on the kettlebell handle will help and work through all of the crazy range of motion that your ankle has. Um, but do that. I would not do one leg and not do the other though. So I would start with your max strength work with single leg squats or even with a sled and then slowly build into back squats. And you can do powers and you'll be perfectly fine. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for that knowledge. And that's a good question, too. We so. are all now smarter from listening to you speak. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you guys pick up the Sports Performance Bible, available at garagestrength.com. Until next time, peace. Later. We should have done a plug for peak strength. Oh, my bad. Do we want to do this last one? Strength training for golf? Wait, let me do a plug quick. Oh, sorry. And if you want training and you need and if you want training and you want to improve your overall ability out on the field, make sure you head over to peakstrength.app where we have 35 different sports that we've programmed and and where we've where we've programmed an entire periodization model so that you guys can set that peak date, work backwards, and become those world-class athletes and become those world-class athletes that you've always dreamed of. Also, that first week is free, so head over to peakstrength.app and pick up the app today. Peace. Later.